Welcome to The Money Pot. I'm Ian Horn and I'm your host today. We are live at Money 2020 here in Las Vegas and very excited to bring you this episode on a new SaaS and cloud mega payments opportunity in Latin America. Great conversation topic, by the way. Look, thank you for joining me and also my co-host, Sanjeev Kalita. Uh, Sanj, what's your job title these days? I actually don't know. I am the wizard of Money 2020. You're still the wizard. I'm still the wizard. It's wonderful. I love it. Um, Anyway, thank you to our listeners both here at the show and also our podcast audience. Uh, If you've got any ideas for the show, of course, write to us or write us, as you say in America, at podcast at money2020.com. And if you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify. We love our fintech nerds. We really do. Uh, Thank you for joining us. So, Paola, this is a huge topic, isn't it? Could you give us a kind of top level uh, overview of what you want to talk about today? Yeah, absolutely. So it's a pleasure to be here, actually. We, uh, you talked about you know the gurus of uh, fintech. I think we also are crazy about it. And uh, it's great to be with our wizard here of Money 2020. Well, we uh, we want to talk about the great opportunity that we see today uh, coming out of the digitalization of the B2B area or segment of the market that we see in Latin America, but not only Latin America, but in all uh, rising markets, as, as we call Africa included, India included. What what comes out of this opportunity at the backbone of that is the need of uh, infrastructure of payments that actually meet the uh, all sizes of companies' expectations around uh, you know being able to consume and transform digitally. So it's about that the opportunity that we see to really serve those uh, all size of uh, companies that are going to change the landscape on those markets. Yeah, great overview. I'll let Sanj talk in a second, but I realized I neglected to introduce you, Paula, for our listeners. Could you please? Tell us about what you do. You're obviously a massive name in this space. I, I'm aware you've got about 350,000 LinkedIn followers. <laughs> so people know you, but just for the sake of the podcast, a quick introduction. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I, um, I, I'm Paula Belizia. I'm currently the president of uh, Global Payments at eBanks. eBanks is a Brazilian global fintech that provides payments, uh, uh, infrastructure and services across 29 countries uh, in Latin America, Africa, and, and India, expanding quite quickly. And I have a back grounding and my career in tech. So I think uh, what we are going to talk about here is that the, uh, is that the convergence of those two worlds, thing, thing, uh, financial services and tech at the core. So it's a pleasure to be here. So is there any part that you like more than the other, fin or tech? Oh, no, I, I like both. But what I know is that tech actually enables fin, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So we talk about the, um, the, the improving infrastructure in LATAM that's allowing this, you know, SaaS and, and cloud mega payments opportunity. What's the situation right now, especially in terms of things like, uh, you know, broadband adoption uh, and, and internet connectivity, really? Yeah, so uh, SaaS, well, internet connectivity, like across the board in Latin America is growing fantastically. So like Brazil is 70% penetration, Mexico is 66 penetration. When you go to Africa, it's still 45%, but it's going to cope with the 70s uh, like uh, in the next few years. And India is extremely connected. So I think the backbone of digitization in terms of access to internet is there. But when you think about the B2B space, which is uh, what we want to talk here about, we know that SMBs, right, out of this um, coverage of internet access broadband, SMBs are the one really transforming, right? And they are the ones consuming SaaS uh, digital services, and they are the ones really pushing for this digital transformation across uh, um, uh, emerging markets. And I love to think about that because in the past, innovation should uh, come from only certain areas of the world. 
and with this massive adoption of digital services, right? Innovation can actually, and this is the case for payments as well, innovation can actually come from any place in the world, right? So this is what is happening right now in terms of the um, ecosystem readiness in terms of digital services. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, to look at LATAM more locally, uh, we know that 80% of the LATAM cloud computing market is now B2B. Yeah. That's not insignificant. Average contract value is about $45,000. And at least 50% of purchases are paid manually, like completely manually. So we, there's clearly a massive growth opportunity here, right? It is. So I, I was going there. So we, we um, know exactly those numbers. Uh, we have been studying that a lot. So think I about I may have got the... them from your report. Pal, <laughs> <to be honest. laughs> yeah, no, I love that you mentioned. No, but it's exactly that. 80% is, is small business. Everything is manual. Think about it. We have been transforming payments across so many verticals, so many industries, and we still have this lack of infrastructure for these businesses to be able to complete that transaction. So this manual is expensive, is not transparent, it's very hard to track. You don't have a options in terms of, you know, for the small business, especially the small business to have access to payment methods, local payment methods, which is super important as we, we know the card penetration. Think about Africa, right? On top of everything that we uh, dis um, discovered right now or uh, discussed, Cards penetration is only like 3% on average in Africa. So you need local payment methods as well to help further accelerate digitization. So that's the challenge and at the same time, the opportunity, right? So how come it's extremely manual and subject to errors? So you mentioned that you're in 29 countries, I believe, right? So can you give us like a contrast of the difference the spectrum that that you know yeah. Yeah, that you operated yeah no sure so as we were uh, saying so brazil for example the penetration of cards is around um 40% if you think about uh, mexico is about 35% if you think about south africa it's very comparable which is around 40% as well but if you go to any other country of africa it's 3% if you go to india it's 5% so that's the context of, and, and then how people uh, do have access to payments. Consumers, they do have uh, payments across mobile money in, in Africa. So Momo is like 75, almost 80% of the total transactions being paid in Africa. And of course, we know that in India, it's all about AP, um, UPI. So that's the contract. So if you think about one payment method, if you think about only one way of people making those, those transactions, B2B, included is very hard you cannot make it and if you think about you know b2b most adopted swift is very expensive it is only one option mm -hmm. and there's obviously diversity within the latam markets right. as well so which particular nations are best prepared or best set up to to kind of benefit from these improvements at the moment well, I think Brazil is leading the way, right? Because uh, before, even before uh, peaks, we were very abundant on, on Boleto. That was the primarily uh, alternative uh, payment method there, including for uh, businesses. Uh, and then with peaks, everything changed, right? So right out of the third year of um, um, peaks in Brazil, 75% of the adult population have adopted. And this is actually being used for business as one of the most preferred um, payment methods, right? Transactions uh, being made in the country. So just in September, think about it, 3.3 billion transactions were made in Brazil. And a, a vast majority will be also in SMB's uh, space. So, and very related to, to, to what we, were, we are discussing right now, right? SaaS, uh, because 80% of the transactions of the market is actually SMB. So think about it. 
How about in terms of like the SMBs, like a bit of the uh, e- economic or the industry diversity? Like, you know, like say, for example, in Brazil, you know, who who is the typical eBank's customer that, that's using the solution? SaaS, like uh, subscription uh, digital platforms is one, mm-hmm. right, that serve also the B2B uh, space. So you can think about marketing uh, companies that mm. uh, offer their services for a large scale companies in Brazil. Uh, you, you look at content providers as well, also in the B2B side. So this will be the ICP of customers that we have been serving. Serving. Mm-hmm. There is also one particular um, um, definition, I would say. So companies that serve this space, the average ticket, you said that, is $45,000, right? So it's not easy to pay a $45,000 average ticket by credit card, yeah. right? <laughs> and, and only Swift being there. So uh, the way that we have been facing this opportunity is creating specific rails, creating specific uh, what we call high ticket payment methods to enable those uh, companies to easily pay and make transactions uh, happen. So the traditional SaaS companies, yeah, like in Brazil, there are you know thousands of them. Uh, India as well, right? Thousands of companies doing that. We have Australian companies in our ICP list, for example. Small, used to be small business, rapidly growing and uh, offering their services, globally speaking. And those are the ones that we see they need this uh, uh, evolved uh, service in payments. Mm-hmm. And my understanding, this is a, a big opportunity for alternative payments methods as well. Could you Could you talk us through that? Yes, absolutely. So uh, as I was just describing, right? So first, cards, it's not representative across those rising markets. Second, very few, very manual, very non-transparent, subject to errors kind of uh, current payment methods. Um, So there is this space, right, for us to provide these alternative uh, ways of payment. People like bank transfers in the rising markets as well, right? But usually the average ticket, they go way beyond the, even what the initial alternative payment methods would offer. So for us to serve this specific booming area that we see, we, we needed ad, uh, to adapt uh, in terms of approval rates to create these specific rails that will enable people to pay like thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars in a easy, easy way. Uh, with uh, high approval rates, with specific transparent way of tracking as well. Those are very important transactions to make that business, you know, continue to operate. So this is this is what we see as an opportunity. Very few companies actually are are serving these opportunities, right? We see as a very particular space mm-hmm. in the market. <coughs> and, and regulation has a role here too, right? So again, this is from your report. I've clearly just plagiarized your report here but the the efx regulation in brazil makes it possible for you know financial institutions to process fx transactions up to a hundred thousand dollars with immediate settlement right yeah that is that helping you know we're talking about these forty five thousand and and high ticket absolutely absolutely so we are following exactly the the regulation um demands right so our rails because we are an efx uh in a a payment institution in Brazil, we follow exactly that. So we build our solution on top of the regulation um, definitions in Brazil. So we process from $10,000 to $100,000 by transaction, by ticket, 
right? So regulation has been opening the, the doors for us and uh, we have been, you know, quickly addressing that through our solutions. That's not, so that's not typically the case in all uh, countries. So we go country by country, uh, we analyze the regulation and we go, you know, sometimes influencing and uh, of course, always catching up, always being there as soon as the regulators uh, allow those kinds of uh, facilitation. Uh, we are there and we have been successful. So, uh, so we've been talking a lot about the fin side of things. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the tech side of things. You know, what are some of the interesting tech uh, trends or t uh, technologies that, you know, think are going to be interesting or, you know, relevant for your platform or yeah. are relevant for your platform? Uh, for, for the bank side, so we are actually uh, built on the cloud. Yeah. So we started ourselves being a company that has been enabled by this kind of technology. Yeah. Uh, we are uh, also a very data-driven company. Imagine, so out of these 3.3 billion transactions that we have in the country, or in Brazil, for example, we have to be able to process highly technology in a very, very um, efficient way, all those uh size of transactions, amount of transactions. So technology that we are talking here that serves this space is also what we build our business uh, on top of, which means highly scalable, elastic, available, right? Availability, cloud infrastructure technology that enables us anywhere, right? We used to say at the banks that we take you there anywhere. It's also because the way that we built, we've built our technology as a company, thought about that since day one. Right. So, uh, and, and this is cloud, not to mention AI. So, right. Because we are also talking about billions of transactions. We know the trends of behavior of our customers and of if, if every one of our merchants. So, we are able to aggregate intelligence to help our merchants also go further and beyond, not only the traditional payment operations, but also sharing insights about what's next, how to uh, get that to the next level, how to serve uh, adjacent services as well to them. What, what, what might be an example of a recommendation that might come from that AI engine? Yeah, one thing that we have been built actually is out of the oven is our um, AI-driven anti-fraud. So eBanks has our own proprietary anti-fraud engine. And this engine is um, is built on pure AI. So we are the ones actually making the recommendations in terms of what could be the next uh, anti-fraud um, action that we might take. And then, then we advise our merchants on that. Actually, we, we, we built that um, also um, with parts of uh, external vendors. But, and then we compare our own technology, the way that we see the behaviors uh, coming and the way that we um, advise uh, around what next uh, actions will be versus the market. And the more we use, the better it, it, it uh, becomes, right? Because of exactly the amount of data, aggregated data that we use in our platform. So this is our own technology, uh, on cloud AI technology, helping us to build our own proprietary um, engines that will uh, better serve our merchants in terms of a proactive way of managing anti-fraud. Yeah, it's really interesting. And um, obviously, eBanks, as we touched upon earlier, is a, a global company now. Uh, what, what do you see from across the rest of the world that you think Latin America could benefit from? Are there any other trends you've seen elsewhere that you kind of wish you could bring into LATAM immediately? Oh, yeah. So I, I think um, if you think about UPI, right, I think that was the, the master 
of, of, of the examples. And I think uh, we, we are very glad to see that in the case of regulators in Brazil, we actually took that as an example and, and we even uh, built on top of that, right, the kind of services. But we, if we think about e-banks, um, of course, we are looking very, very closely um you know, into the anti-fraud next services. We are looking into what's happening with buy now, pay later, which is interesting because Brazil has an historical behavior of uh, installments. Brazil has been leading the way installments, but now with buy now, pay later, we are also learning from other markets how to take that to the next level, right? In offering credit um, and, and in a technology-driven uh, way. So yeah, we we see other trends. But it's good to see that rising markets where we have expertise are the ones, you know, presenting lots of the innovation on the payment space. So, the, the, which is important for us, right? And, and, you know, as far as the impact of, uh, you know, e-banks on some of your customers, like, can you talk, speak to a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, we like to think, and actually that was the DNA of the company, we like to think that, you know, our purpose and our mission is to create access. So if you think about a company coming from China and wanting to expand internationally to countries that has high complexity in terms of uh, operations, different regulations, different taxes systems, etc. So the way for them to um, to be enabling those businesses in those continents, that would be very hard if they would go country by country. What we do is with one API, one single platform, we provide immediate access to billions of consumers. As we expand, we also come from, you know, serving 650 million people potentially in Latin America to 3 billion people. If you include Africa and India as a whole, right? Only there you're talking about 3 billion people. So the impact that we provide is easily access to those markets, deep knowledge in terms of the countries that we operate because we have local teams that cope with the changes in regulation, taxes, all the local complexities. And then we manage the superior performance in terms of, you know, bringing more revenue and further growth to their business. So uh, we operate on behalf of our merchants, right, somehow. So this has been interesting. And, and we see that this is only halfway the journey, more to come. Yeah, and we're looking at, at rapid change within a broad region, aren't we here? And how easy is it for, for people to get used to that? Because I think, obviously, cash payments are still quite popular in LATAM. They appear to have plateaued. People are starting to use digital wallets and things like that. Like how, how quick is it, this cultural change that's needed to help yeah. people really tap into the new resources that are there? Yeah, and this is a this is a great question because there is one thing demographically speaking that is important across rising markets, right? They are we are younger, a younger population. If you think about uh, Africa, for example, I think more than forty percent, if I'm not mistaken, that's the number. Forty percent of the population is below twenty five years old. What happens with that is that people are actually uh, adopting new technologies and new forms of payments far much, much faster than in other regions, right? So that's why mobile money was a leapfrog in Africa. Uh, and people are, you know, uh, solving their changes locally in a different way. So they are adapting. Of course, the regulators sometimes are slower, but but we see that demographics play plays a role. Look at peaks, right? So 70%, again, 70%, three years uh, out, out of the journey, and uh, it's already changed completely the landscape, completely. And if you think about India, only 30%, of the population has adopted peaks, which is yet at the beginning of the journey, right? So, yeah, it's it's happening. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
we sound just about this earlier as well, but I guess are there certain types of companies that are adapting more quickly to this type of change? More companies? Yeah, which types of companies are really like re- reacting best to this? I think the startups, of mm-hmm. course, the, the SaaS companies, um, all the digital native companies, they are born already. Uh, they're being born already with those um, th- those behaviors in mind. So, And they are helping change the big corporations as well. Right. And we keep talking about I talked a lot about small business, but even the the biggest corporations, they have space to continue to be transformed in terms of payment methods. They also don't have alternatives. They also cope with the lack of transparent and uh, uh, highly complex uh, current systems. So um, there is a space for the small business and the startups, which are the ones adopting, also changing the corporate world. And I think this is probably a good place to wrap it up. But Paola, thank you for joining us. That was a really fascinating conversation and obviously a huge opportunity in Latin America. So real pleasure to have you here. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you very much for the also, opportunity. No, no worries. Honestly, our pleasure. And thank you, Sanj. Also, I should finish on a note here. I've been given a cue card to read out at the start with an intro and an outro. And I've successfully managed to read both the intro and the outro at the start. So I'm just going to do the outro again. I'm going to own this mistake and finish with the actual outro. So anyway, thank you everyone for joining me. Thank you to all our listeners both here at the show and our podcast audience. If you have any ideas for the show, write us at podcast at money2020.com. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify and make sure it's a good review. Uh, We love our fintech nerds and that, of course, is you if you've made it this far. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you.